0: Hey everybody, it's Libby again with Fearlessness. What's fearlessness? It's the underlying grit that empowers us to forge ahead even when hope seems distant. It's the courage to walk through the fires of hell knowing we will come out stronger on the other side. Stay tuned and learn how to get fearlessness. I'm your host, Libby DeLucian, and I have an amazing guest today. And she also happens to be a very close friend, um, Molly, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, who you
1: are, what you do. Yes, well thanks Libby for having me, I'm super excited to be here. My name is Molly Moran, and a little bit about me and my business, I'm, I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I own a, a large home cleaning company called Greensweep, and we've been around for 15 years, we're celebrating our 15 year anniversary this year, so we're planning a party. And the other thing I do um, is I coach other entrepreneurs on how to live happy, successful lives, however they define that. So I've been working on this for the last few years, and it's something I'm really excited about.
0: Awesome. Molly, um, love love that you're going into that space. Could you kind of tell us, why did you choose to go into that that coaching, that Live Bright space?
1: Yeah. So it's it's a... It's a story. So I'd love love to tell you it. So, so I used to, obviously, I, well, not obviously, for those that don't know, I used to coach, um, in the, I used to coach other house cleaning business owners in the cleaning business fundamentals program. And I discovered how much I love working with folks one-on-one and in groups and just teaching them and empowering them on how to build successful businesses Um, and it's funny because actually one of my very first professional jobs was as a college field hockey and lacrosse coach, and I can't help myself. I haven't been able to help myself sort of throughout my professional career to be, to mentor others. I think it's hailing here. Sorry, I just got distracted, (laughs) Um, and so I haven't haven't really been able to help myself, and then I, I started coaching in that program, and Really loved it, and but decided that for me, it's a bigger, it's bigger than business. And, you know, for entrepreneurs, um, me, am you okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, for entrepreneurs, it's really, um, you know, most of us are everything, especially if we're small business owners, it's all tied together. Our, our joy, our everything is kind of all tied together. And so I really discovered that I want to, I want to help. I want to help people look at the full picture. And, um, and so for me, I kind of went down this path a few years ago and part of it was based on me having felt like I was pretty successful with what I was doing, but not feeling like the the amount of joy that I would have expected, uh, at that point in time. Right. And feeling and getting, and being way too busy, like, and distracted and, kind of disconnected. So I went down this sort of path of self-discovery and out the other side came Live Bright. And Live Bright is, um, it's my, uh, that's a whole other long story where that name came from. But anyway, Live Bright means, to live bright means to live a life that is bold, real, intentional, growing, healthy, and thriving. So it's kind of the full picture. And so when I work with people, um, I, we do a whole bunch of things, but we kind of, We go back to basics and then we figure out what we want. We get an alignment and then we take off, right? So it's it's kind of the full picture. There's some business aspects to it, of course, because our identities are so tied into um, our businesses often. Um, So that's really fun because I love the business coaching piece of things, but I kind of love the full picture and um, I have some, yeah, sorry. I think I just went on a whole long tangent there, but uh, (laughs) I I think, but anyway, I'm really, really excited about Live Bright um, because- I see it as like having walked through that valley myself and figuring out like the tools and resources and everything that I need that keep me ticking at a much higher level than I used to, like in a much more content and happy place, um, and redefining what success looks like for me. And, uh, and all of that has really given me, um, you know, knowledge and wisdom with how I can help and share it with others. So, uh, yeah, I, I love this. I love this because,
0: you know, as our businesses grow and we grow, like one of the biggest questions is like, how do I become a better leader? How do I lead my people? And, you know, every mentor, every book we pick up will tell you that it starts with you. And it really essentially has nothing to do with business um, and everything to do with your personal life and balance. And I have a mentor and he goes, he said, you know, if you think failing in business is expensive, try getting a divorce. (laughs) he always says that um yeah so he's like you have to work on you you have to work on your marriage then you work on your business um and he's so adamant at that about that and i think that many people miss that boat with saying oh i want to grow my business why are we stuck why are my people not following me like why and it all comes back to always you us always us just froze um
1: you just so, froze there for a second. Sorry, Libby. Why are my people not, I don't know if it was me or you, but. You oh, would I was going to say, why
0: are people not following us or why can't I lead them? And essentially it always comes back to us. Mm-hmm. It, it always does. comes back to us. Um, so I love this topic, Molly. So I want to ask, like, what are some tools that you use or you could recommend, you know, to help you through stressful times in your business? Like, you know, those days where if you remember like, hey, man, I don't know if I can make payroll or, you know, my website just got hacked. Like, what are tools that you use that help you cope with those high stressful times in business?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So I would say for me, it's a combination of things. I definitely have tools like meditation and and exercise like those are some actual sort of physical mental tools that i personally yeah, i love use. to go outside and run just <laughs> oh, yes yes in fact yesterday i was in um i'm really fortunate where we live we have these woods really close to us and i went out to the woods and i was just sprinting and i am like not really in sprinting condition right this second but i was just i was like i got to work this out i got to change the chemicals in my brain right and so um so meditation exercise and Those two things kind of fall for me under the category of like space, like just taking space for myself. Um, And when I'm exercising, I used to always be listening to stuff and learning and, and kind of almost addicted to more information and learning. And now when I exercise, I'm like, nope, like this is mostly just Molly time to where whatever happens in Molly's head happens in Molly's head. And it's this mass, it's a massive relief for me. So those are um and of course I plan and I journal and I um I do a lot a, a lot to connect with myself. That's that's probably the biggest tool I do. But um sorry, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, say um,
0: um being with yourself in your listening to your own thoughts is one of the hardest things for people to do. I think we distract ourselves with audiobooks and podcasts, listen to my podcast though
1: podcast. Yes. And, and mine and mine too.
0: <laughs> audiobooks, podcasts, books, groups, Facebook, right? Facebook groups. Oof. How often do we see people and they're complaining or not even asking a question, just like they yes. need to say something out loud. But it is one of the hardest things to learn is to be comfortable in your own skin with your own thoughts.
1: Yeah. Libby, you're, it's, it's so incredibly true. And, and that's part of what I kind of discovered on my on my person, on my journey, like, um, in the last few years. And, you know, and there's so many reasons that people do this. Right. And I think we have a culture of toxic busyness and, uh, and addiction yes. to hustle. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, and I used to be a part of it. Right. And there were reasons I was a part of it. There are reasons that many of us are there, you know, for me, um, well, that's an even longer story, but for me, like it was an escape from from trauma, and I talk about that in other places, but it was it was an escape and it was a drive to just focus on something. And I think we all have our reasons for doing it, but um the moment we real for me the moment I realized what I was doing, I was like, okay, I gotta stop this and i gotta i gotta i gotta lean in because our relationship with ourselves is is really the most important relationship, right um and if we can Develop that, then the sky's the limit. I almost I should ask you, is swearing allowed on this podcast? Yeah, I I swear all the goddamn time. Like (laughs) everything's the sky's the limit. Like the more we can develop our that relationship with ourselves. And then of course, if we have a spouse or family members or whatever, then it spreads. And so so for me, like the tool is all these sort of self-management tools that I have. But then the second part of it, I would say for me in terms of developing is the people I surround myself with, right? And, um, and choosing, choosing who I say yes to, I take very seriously and, and, and choosing who I say no to is becoming easier and easier and drawing those boundaries so that I'm around other people that are headed This is why we're good friends. I mean, you're you're freaking going places, you know, and I'm going places, and the people, you know, like, and so you surround yourself with people that are are vibrating at a higher level. Not to sound too woo, but or who are (laughs) their mindsets are in a different place. Like, it changes things for you. So it's for me, it's people and self management tools.
0: So awesome. So uh, Molly's funny when she said, you know, we're we're friends. We're going places. We just did. um, We just did a, a little couple days together as uh, business owners. And um, I wanted to bring in a breath work coach. And so we did breath work. And it's, it's about the third or fourth time I've done a form of connective breathing. And so I kind of knew what to expect. And I think the more you do it, the, the deeper and deeper it goes. But um, it, it was definitely an uh, it's an uncomfortable situation because you cannot control what you're feeling or really what your body does. Um, and as far as your body, yeah. like it's not doing weird things, Libby, you but just, you, you cannot... just
1: cut out Libby,
0: it records it's, it keeps recording. So it buffers. Okay. So it keeps I can't recording. hear you though.
1: I couldn't hear. Okay. Okay. But I, yeah. okay. I couldn't hear what you said. Okay.
0: Awesome. Oh, okay. About our connective breath. And you know, it's kind of an uncomfortable situation because you cannot control really your thoughts or the way your body reacts. Um, so, it it, so it's weird. next, <laughs> it's next level on like really f- getting in touch with you and, and, and your mindset. Um, so, you know, I want to ask Molly, you know, as far as business goes, let's go back to business real fast. The biggest lessons that you learned in business, as far
1: as mistakes,
0: what would you have done differently?
1: This, this is a tough one. Um, I just, but I want to add, I thought the breath work was amazing that we did, and I can't wait to do more of it. Um, so the, I mean, there are so many, lessons libby i swear i just freaking keep learning them and i for some i feel i i get to learn the hard way like that's just how i operate i think but for me the biggest lesson is and it actually is personal too um but it's learning to trust my gut which i um as a person who is i'm a very logical person so in the past when i've had certain feelings come up i'm like yeah, but this or this or this or this, like I can argue against, you know, I've argued against my gut in the past. And I, you know, when I say gut, I mean, gut's an inner, to me, it's like an inner knowing it's um, it's wisdom. You're tapping into other experiences. You've had other people that you've met that sort of thing. So my biggest lesson in business is, it, and it's, it's happened several times. It's when I don't trust my gut shit happens. And so, you know, and, um, and it, it doesn't, this past year, I had some, I had some very expensive mistakes, for, and I didn't trust my gut. And part of that, for me, is I'm a very trusting person, I trust easily. And so the the lesson for me that came to me, and that actually, Kelly, my wife, like helped recognize, she's like, well, Molly, you trust so easily. So if you ever have that little feeling, like there it is, like hello, like red light, and I'm like right. So it's been a really nice guide um, since I've discovered that, and I'm I'm using it. It's just a, uh, and and I don't mean it as like uh, I, I It's still it's still an it's still an informed decision, but um, not trusting my gut has really hurt me with personnel in a in a bit, and so and that's and then that becomes very costly. I would say um with yeah. who I'm man- who I'm managing and who I'm leading. And I I'm using it now. We're I'm having, you know, green soup is doing really well, but we're reaching some some limits. We've got some limitations going on um with certain things. And I and I don't think I'm the person to fix some of these issues. And so I'm I'm like, okay, like stop stop banging your head against the wall and look look elsewhere. Bring other people in who can help um get you to this next level. So it's, it's, it's really, yeah, trusting my gut is the biggest lesson, which without going into nitty gritty details that might violate HR rules. Um, I'll say that. Oh, we are HR nightmares. Um, all, all all entrepreneurs, all entrepreneurs.
0: Um, so that is a really interesting topic. So I was at a class, um, as you guys all know, like I love to invest in learning um and one of my mentors dan martel brought in a gentleman who taught us that that actually is not your gut the thing that we call gut it is another mind no we have our intrinsic mind it, it it sits in our gut that's why we think it is a gut feeling but in turn it is another mind it is a more powerful mind that sits there and it works from your gut up to your heart and then to your mind and if you're thinking with just your mind, you're shallow thinking, right? You're only surface thinking. Very interesting guy. This was like some next level shit. I was like, but it made so much yeah. sense in how he talked and how for years people used this thing that they call their gut um, to make decisions. And, and, and essentially, it is not your gut, it is a whole nother um, nervous system that sits down kind of in our pelvic floor in our gut
1: it's amazing I mean and I, I thought it was I thought that was there's a connectivity with anyway I didn't realize it was to that extent but I thought there was some other connectivity that played out chemically and whatever but I didn't realize that it was a whole other nerve thing happening that's the way he down there. like so that's really interesting yeah some crazy stuff man um I, so sorry go ahead yeah some crazy no it's yeah it is go ahead sorry no, you go ahead. There's a there's a delay. So if and I'm sorry, I keep saying that, but I'm not catching everything you say once you start talking. Just so you know, I don't know if that's happening to you. It's
0: just because records in really high quality, so sometimes it's buffering, gotcha. and that's the I buffer. Gotcha.
1: I got gotcha. you. Um, if if so, I look dazed and confused, I love that the gut, and I, I, I think that we feel
0: it, but we tend to ignore it because we don't want to face it. So we ignore it because we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to face it. We don't want to have to go in and do the work again. So we kind of push those feelings aside because they're not powerful enough. But then when it happens and you see it, you kind of think to yourself, oh, man, the, the signs were there. Like, oh, I should, I, I, now I,
1: now I see them. You go
0: back right. and thinking and they were all there.
1: Yep. They're all there, but we didn't want to believe them or it was very inconvenient to believe them. And so we were like, ah, like, you know, or, or that's just me being paranoid or whatever it is. But that's, That is a a lesson I have, I have learned enough times now that I am, I feel like I've learned it. And so I'm going with it. Um, Molly, you
0: know, for some of the people that are just starting out or even say for kids, young adults, um, what's the one thing that you would do differently? What would you tell the younger version of Molly? I bet the younger version of Molly was kind of cray cray, a little crazy, a little wild.
1: It depends on what year you want to tap into there. (laughs) (laughs) I uh I I I was pretty um curious. I was a pretty curious young person and I honestly I think th- Before you go on, I think that that is
0: one thing that the young people miss is curiosity. The fear yes. to be curious and make a mistake and say they don't like something. Totally.
1: And you know, I never I really didn't take a traditional career path. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. I you know, when I went into college I had this whole plan and then I went to grad school. I had these plans and then I came out and I would start doing something and I would do it for a year or two years. And it was like, that's interesting. Like now what? And, and so I would stop. And even though I, so I ended up jumping, I'd be like, I'm going to do this. Okay. Well, this is so, so now I'm going to go over here. I'm going to try this. And so I stayed really curious and I did a lot of different things um, professionally before I landed on uh green sweep, actually. And so I think that's really key because there isn't there isn't one. I mean, maybe there's one path if you want to become a Supreme Court justice or a president of the United States or a certain or a doctor kind of politician or something. Or, something or, right. But but beyond that, you know, so many skills are transferable. And so I think that there's and so I think that st- being curious. So what I would tell young Molly is really not that much different. I think young Molly did exactly what I she needed to do to be totally honest I have no I have no regrets or changes or anything that I would do there, but what I would say to people starting out is to stay curious and don't feel like you have to get tied into this one thing and if you're bored, pay attention, pay attention to it. Life is too short to be bored for like your entire work life because that's a long time we spend a lot of time working, right. Um, and so if you're bored, pay attention, move on. I mean, but I also say there's, there's also something to be said for seeing what kind of learning there is in the boredom too. Like what can we learn there and then take it and then go, if that
0: makes sense. So there's something that you said that just kind of clicked with me and I want everybody to listen to this. I love Molly. I've known Molly for years. She's like the most dependable person I've ever met. Um kind. But she just said the one thing that many of I've many, many, many people have said, I've heard this because, you know, I own Woot Recruit um, of how they do not look at or dismiss people who have job hopped. Right. And you don't even give them the opportunity to interview. You don't even give them the opportunity to schedule an interview because you're dismissing them off of what a piece of paper said. Because maybe they've changed jobs. Well, maybe they've changed jobs because they're curious. They haven't found their calling and maybe you or your company or that position
1: could be that. That's a great point, Libby, you know? And I I think, and it's funny because as an employer, I don't know that I have honored that as quite as much. I mean, I don't like to see if if folks have hopped around every two months or every three months, then that feels very risky and expensive for us to take on, right? Um, But a year, I'm like, heck, yeah, you held a job for a year and you're twenty three years old. Nice work, like that's you know like truly i mean i I did all kinds of things and and anyway and i and i I did things that were not lined up with my career path. I waited tables uh I remember getting my my actually my first job out of college. I moved to San francisco and i went to a I went to a good college, and the person looked at my resume she was like you went you went to Vassar, and I was like, yeah, she was like." Like, it, she was like, why do you want a job here? And I was like, it seems like it'd be fun. Like, I don't like, I, like, this is in the center of everything. I want to meet people. It seems fun. I've been doing this thing that for years school, like that's been my job. It seems fun. And she was like, okay. And it gave her like a certain kind of like maybe twisted pleasure to have like a Vassar graduation tables or something, you know, but like every job doesn't have to make sense if it is satisfying. A, a curiosity or a need or something you're trying to figure out for yourself. Um, so Love sorry, that. I just brought, I just brought it back to me, but I, I, it made me think about the people we hire at green suite too, you know? So that's actually really helpful. Um, as we think, I'm about not hiring. telling you to hire them. I'm telling you
0: to give them an opportunity to interview because they're totally. so dismissed. And I'll be honest, I look horrible on a piece of paper. <laughs> uh, as far as a resume. Good
1: thing horrible. you look good in a dress, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, Molly, um, I want to know in all of this craziness, all of this craziness, all this failures, craziness, like growth lessons, what keeps you motivated, right? Motivation I think is temporary, right? Drive is long-term, but what keeps you motivated to keep innovating, to keep going, right? To keep. Even changing career paths, not changing career paths, but you're opening a whole nother vertical. Yeah,
1: like yeah. what keeps you motivated? <clears throat> I think that's I think that's such a good question, Libby. And I think that there's this m- mistaken thinking that you know we just have to push ourselves to get motivated, um, and and then the rest will follow. And that is a really freaking hard path to follow. So for me, and it's gonna probably sound a little bit lame, but it's been finding my purpose, right? And finding and the thing, I mean, I own a house cleaning company, right? Like and it's amazing. But Wait, my purpose I own one isn't, too, so Right. I know, it's but my classy. purpose isn't it's classy, but it's my purpose isn't clean houses. You know, that's not my purpose there. My my purpose has always been about making life better for people. And and empowering the people that I'm around. And so it's it's shifted over the years. But you know, so Green Sweep, when I started like our whole mission was to make life better for our clients and for our staff and for the planet, right? And it it keeps and as I've grown as a leader and as my business has grown, that's shifted at Green Sweep in terms of um, our staff focus is you know, we provide a career path. We provide opportunities for growth and development and other things. Right. And so it's about empowering and bringing them up. And for me with live bright, it's very aligned. Like I love people. I like to help people. I years ago thought about being a social worker and I was like, oh my God, no, thank you. Like that sounds like hell. Cause I couldn't, that didn't work for me. Right. So finding whatever that little key thing is and for, for a person and then figuring out how to thread it into whatever you're doing. It's like you like we talk to our staff about how they can find like and our and we are successful house cleaners, they have purpose in what they're doing. Yeah, they're cleaning toilets, but they're making life better. They're helping improve you know the, these clients lives, oh, some of them might be disabled, some of them might be too busy. Whatever it might be, they've got they have found their purpose to have integrity and do an, an amazing job there. And so for me, um, I don't remember your question, to be totally honest. But for me, what keeps me going is, is what being keeps you motivated? Mo- going. purpose, purpose, purpose. Um what would you, and, you say know,
0: if someone didn't know their purpose? Like if they hadn't I, found it yet.
1: Yeah, I, I think that my I mean, I have a whole exercise I go through with people Ooh. around this, yeah, in my coaching program. And I think finding your purpose um probably starts with spending a lot more time by yourself. And yes. That's and so it's I I would I would say start taking space, taking space for yourself and 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 just get learn how to be with yourself in the very, in some of the ways we already talked about. That would be a first step for me. And I would recommend that people, if they really can't find it, um and they're having a hard time tapping into that, then find a mentor who can help them tap into that. I mean, there's a lot of power in mentorship as you and I both um you know, know and believe in and do. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting in a hotel room right now
0: at a Dan Martell event. He's a mentor. Right. Right. Um, Mind blowing <laughs> um, event. But, you know, I think that at least I struggled with the purpose thing because I felt like it was a little, I don't know how you say this pretentious, like cheesy ha- How do we say, like, my purpose is this without being kind of gloaty or braggy? Having somebody say, well, like, who are you? Um, And I think that we are scared to say it out loud. We might have a thought of it in our head, but maybe we don't want to say it or we don't want to write it down because we don't think that we could achieve it or we don't want to be, especially like with family and stuff sometimes, (laughs) we don't want to be like put down to say, oh, that's, you're never going to achieve that. Or, oh, or even our spouses may say that or our partners may not believe in that. And so we're scared to, like, say it out loud. Like, it, it's an affirmation. Scream it to the world that this is my purpose. Right. And we don't do enough of that. Especially women in business. I, I've met some great women in business. And there's that line of, like, is she a bitch or she's just confident? Oh, and really? that's a hard line. That's just, yeah. So it I sure. Think can we, be. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I think we struggle with that, finding it. I think we, we kind of know it in our heart. We kind of feel it. But it's not going to come true until you say it out loud to the world.
1: So Libby, um, I, I, I completely agree. And what's your purpose?
0: So my purpose, um, I want to change the way um, the service industry hires. I want to take Indeed down and create a more unified platform for the applicant and the service-based business, right? Um, And it can't just be about money. Um, Owning a service-based business, I know how hard it is. Um, I own Woot Recruit. I see hundreds of people struggle with it. I also see the monopolization of that platform. Um, I I can't say it out loud yet too much because I don't want them to shut me down. (laughs) I'm hoping they're not listening to my podcast, so it's okay. Well, you're a threat. I mean, (laughs) who knows? Um, I, I see it every day. And then my, my mission in that too is to create better business owners. Uh, I see this every day. They're like, oh, people suck. Nobody wants to work. And I always push back and say, well, you know, I know hundreds of companies that are staffed and have a wait list. Is it that they don't want to work or they just don't want to work for you? I, and that's a that's really great. hard thing to hear. And that my I want to change that. I want to change the way the service industry hires, whether it's creating that platform to take that company down, um, or just creating better leaders within a business that know how to hire and recruit and treat people. That's awesome that's because <laughs>
1: what you're talking about, wait, um, I just, I, I think that's awesome because what, I think that's awesome because what you're talking about is helping essentially an entire, or uh, I, I don't, I don't like the word class, but like this entire type of, of uh, employee right? As well as business owner, but you're, you're working, you're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're trying to up-level this for everyone and then help with culture, all kinds of things. I think that's an amazing purpose. Um, I love being around it and hearing it. That's awesome and inspiring. Molly,
0: my next question is, you know, you, you got stuff going on, you're doing great. Um, I know Molly personally, so I know she's doing great as well on that side. Um, but you know, what would you, what would you say that success looks like to you? No, I feel like you're you're in it right now, whether it's financial or whatever, but what is success to you?
1: Yeah, I love that question. For me, I mean it it changes. And right now, what success looks like to me is um honestly, it's a a few different, it's a few things. It's it's being like consistently joyful and happy um is is very is successful um to me because I think over the years I've I've like up and down and up and down, not necessarily like in term and and my and my mood being dependent on external factors. And I just I have I got all kinds of crap going on, but I'm freaking happy. So it's it's coming internally, if that makes sense. So success is about joy and happiness, and it's also about freedom. Um, I've got a lot of freedom right now, uh, like geographic freedom and. Uh, I can, I can travel. In fact, I've got a bunch of, I've got a trip to Mexico coming up because my wife is getting ready to retire. I've got a trip to New Zealand coming up because I'm going to meet up with my mentor and this other mastermind group. So I've got a bunch of travel coming up. So freedom. And, um, the last thing I would say like success for me is about, um, is about my personal relationships. Um, I feel very successful in those that I've, I feel like I've, I've given, I give them the time and energy and love that I want to give them. So that feels good, like with my spouse and family members and close friends. Um, And I said, that was the last thing, but I will also say that tied into and what helps support some of that is the financial and business success that I've had, because that creates a level of security that I can rely on to do some of these other things.
0: I love that you came back to money um, because this was a struggle I had. A lot of people are scared to say, you know, there is a monetary value because with that, I can't achieve my goals if I don't have the money to fund the purpose.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: And so there has to be money in there, whether it's a number of customers that then contribute to money or a number in revenue dollars or a number in profit. We think as money as like a dirty, it's dirty. Like, ooh, I don't yeah, want to be that sleazy. Amazing,
1: money's an amazing <laughs> tool. Money is an amazing tool. The more of it, the more I can do. The more I have of it, the more I can do as far as I'm concerned.
0: So like for me, I know the exact number of customers I need to accomplish the start of my mission, of my purpose. And so all I'm trying to do is get to that number of customers because then that's going to fund my platform. That's going to fund my mission of changing the way the service industry recruits and hires. Um, So I actually hired a CMO to come in and help me, like how many customers what do they need to be doing? What do they look like? Why do they need to be this customer? Because then they're going to tell their friends um, and the way that works. And it was a, a changing experience for me because I was not, I would say, revenue driven. I don't like nice cars. I, I you know, I, I, do. Do <laughs> I do have a couple houses. I do have a couple houses. Like I like property, um, but I'm not like, like property driven. <laughs> I'm not money driven, but essentially I am. Once I learned that I need yeah. that money to accomplish my mission, I am. And I still struggle with it because it feels a little like sleazy. I don't know if you're like, huh. my goal is $4 million in my bank account. And
1: I love talking about money. <laughs> and I figure the more money I have, the more I can give to others too. And, and the more lives you can impact. The more lives I can impact, like my 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 family like beyond my family, the more I can do. And so I, I have really, I've given up on, I, I don't know if I've given up, but I, I'm like, you know, make more money. Like, absolutely. And I, I got a goal of 15 million in my bank account by a certain amount of time. I have that specific goal. Right. And I don't feel gross saying it. Cause I know if I have it, then holy shit, I'm going to be doing so many good things with it. I shouldn't say when so, I have it, I'm going to be doing so many good things with it.
0: So I, I have the same thing. Um, so, you know, I'm all into this manifesting kind of mm-hmm. Me too. affirmation. So I have this paper. It's taped to my computer desk. It's taped. Believe it or not, there's a shelf above my bed. It's taped to the shelf above my bed. Uh-huh. So when I'm laying in bed, I can see it. But it has the exact amount of money in my bank account by a certain date, what revenue each company is doing, but not just the revenue, the profit of each company, how I will get that money in exchange for what. And then what will I do with that money? I love
1: it. I love it. I have, I have similar, I, that's a tool I use as well. I have similar things happening around my house, in my journals, in my phone, in my ears. Like I have it everywhere. So,
0: so love that. Um, so Molly, I want to, um, we start to wrap up. We've been on for about 30 minutes. So, you know, what, what's next for Molly? Where can our listeners find you? Um, you know, what, what's next for Molly, what can we expect?
1: I love it. So really, um, live bright, my, so live bright is really like a a massive passion for me because it really, I really want to empower people to, to live bright, live, you know? And so, um, I'm, I want to start a global, a global movement to live bright. So that's where I'm headed. Um, and what that looks like is I do that in various ways, but what that looks like is through uh, group, small group coaching, one-on-one coaching, and then other ways I won't even go into right now. But those are the two primary ways right now. And if you want to find me, the best place to find me, um, you can find me on Facebook, of course, at you know The Molly Moran. Um, but my website is mollymoran.com, and my last name is M-O-R-A-N, and it's Molly with a Y. So you can see kind of what I'm up to on my website and on, and on Facebook and Instagram, And uh, I'm and those are the best places. And I'm actually getting ready uh, to launch um, the Bright Woman show, which is a podcast. And Libby, I'm going to have to have you on it. Um, But uh, I I mean, you're living bright, baby. So uh, for sure. So it's it's uh, the Bright Woman podcast will be getting launched in the next. Wait, what's the date? By March 17th. Yeah. By March 15th. Okay. So by March 15th, I've been kind of working on it and it's been percolating and some other things. So that will be getting launched. And so those are, those are the main places to find me. And I'm, I'm really all about, um, like I said, empowering entrepreneurs and other people too, but I just, I speak business. I speak mindset. I speak those things that we speak in this world. Right. But empowering people to live, their their best, most successful,
0: happiest lives. Love it, Molly. And we'll make sure that we put all that information in the show notes. So if you're listening on whether it's um, YouTube or Spotify, you'll have those in the show notes so you can find Molly and her social media pages. So Molly, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Fair Listeners podcast. And for our listeners, if you want to find more of our episodes or information about me specifically, you can visit LibbyD.com or The Fearlessness. Molly, well, that's a wrap. And on today's journey Thanks for, having me. for fearlessness, remember every step we move towards our own, every step moves us towards our own strength. So keep walking through those fires because on the other side lies a version of yourself that's unstoppable. I'm Libby, reminding you to embrace fearlessness. Until next time, stay brave, stay bold, and keep pushing forward.